Hello and welcome to Grace Life Ministries. We're a gospel-centered, disciple-making, church-planting ministry focused on helping you discover the reality of Christianity and walk in the fruitfulness of all that Jesus came to give you, the abundant life that's available to you. We trust that this teaching will help you grow in your relationship with God and be a blessing to you. guys this morning and uh, yeah, thank you for all of your prayers and your support and your encouragement um, through this uh, difficult time and I was really excited uh, in preparation to just this weekend and the conference uh, with Peter and with Shane. It's always uh, great to have a, a, have a little bit of a tag team with, uh, with brothers in Christ and uh, just to really trust um, God for just a, a word and season for us as a, as a church, as a family. And um, yeah, just uh, wanted to kind of put this out there. Maybe some of you are wondering, um, why am I here this morning? Why am I ministering this morning or this afternoon? Um, thank, thanks, Shane, Peter. Uh, they said uh, whether, whether I want to minister, whether I want to be here, whether I don't want to be here, like, they'll, they'll support my decision. And so I had no obligation to be here, even though my face was in the announcement and the, all of that. And uh, some people might have expected me. Um, I had no obligation to be here, but uh, was really uh, given the, the opportunity to still be here and still minister if I wanted to. Um, and Shane uh, gave me so much freedom that he said, like, even in the moment, if I wanted to pull out um, on the morning or even as I came up, like, they'll just fill in for me. And uh, so I'm really thankful for that. So just so you guys know that this isn't a, just a, a, a thing of I needed to minister because my name was on the, on the schedule. Uh, praise God, we don't operate like that. We operate as family and we're here, here to support one another, to love on one another. And so um, really excited to, uh, to minister this word that, that was on my heart before this past week and before uh, hearing the, the news about my brother passing. And uh, really just, just uh, delving further into this and, and, and asking God whether I should come and minister. Um, and, uh, and it's really been awesome as I've been meditating on this and and really just uh, kind of looking back at what's taken place and, and just having Shane around to, to support and go with me to the morgue, um, chatting through some of these things that's been on my heart. Um, it's really been awesome to just uh, have such a desire to not want to miss this opportunity. Um, and uh, it is really a great opportunity. Um, the awesome thing with my brother being in heaven now, um, on earth, like none of us have got perfect lives. Um, but I'm going to make a statement that is that wouldn't have necessarily lined up with him being here on earth, but it lines up with him now in heaven. And it's a statement that this is the one thing that he would have loved for me to do this morning. Um, because he's seeing things, and this was a cool encouragement that, that Shane shared with me, um, from heaven, from heaven's perspective, having a complete renewed mind, a complete mind in line with Christ's, his mind would want me to minister this morning and want to share the, the word of God with with, with us this morning. So I'm super, super just excited for that. And uh, I know he's cheering me on this morning. So uh, let's get into the, into the word. Um, I love Shane's uh, session and it's already just uh, laid such an awesome foundation for me to, um, to get into what I've had on my heart this morning uh, for us. And the first question that Shane asks is, uh, or this is a question that I, that I penned down in Shane's um, uh, first session is, what was Jesus' ministry all about? What was Jesus' ministry all about? And I, I put down here, showing the nature of God. And I put in brackets there, uh, before Shane went to uh, 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 his statement on prayer and mission. 
And I said here in brackets, also through his prayer life and modeling relationship with God. So uh, he was showing the nature of God through his ministry, but also through his prayer life and how he modeled relationship with God. And then also, uh, ultimately, the mission side, revealing and fulfilling God's will. So that was Jesus' ministry and uh, what it was all about. And that is really um, tying in with, with our, what I've got for us this morning. Then a, another statement here, um, or let me get into, into my message. So I've really had this, this, this desire to minister on and the, the, the calling of community and, and a deeper calling, like a real urgency of, of, of community, of family. Um, but not family in the sense that we normally view family. And I've got my biological family, and, and uh, as you guys heard now, I lost my brother. But man, like, I've, I've got other biological brothers. It's not to uh, take away from the fact that I've lost one, um, but I've got many brothers in Christ. I've got sisters in Christ. I've got mothers. I've got fathers. And, and, and together, God really wants us to experience something supernatural in that. And oftentimes, we miss out on the supernatural component of family because of our, understand, or our mis, mis, uh, understanding of the word and, and uh, uh, kind of religion and uh, uh, culture and all of these things. So I pray that this morning, uh, and through Shane's prayer and this, 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 this whole conference, I pray that the words that you'll be receiving throughout these, the, the, this conference is not just going to be like, bless me words, man, that was awesome, that was encouraging, but these will be words of, of life alteration. It will be words that will catapult you into more fruitfulness as you embrace the truth from God's Word. But like Shane shared, each one of us needs to determine, make a decision how we're going to respond to these words. In, in, um, we see in Jesus' ministry where He talks about the wise man and the fool building his house on the rock. Both of them heard the same information, but one responded and the other didn't. One took account of the words and built his life on the rock. The other one listened to the word. And, and some of you are listening to the word and you're going to walk out of here like, that was a cool word. That was a cool conference. And uh, you're not going to do anything about it. And you'll be the fool um, who builds his house on, um, on, the, on the sand. And so uh, the, the, the encouragement is this, that each one of us gets to determine whether we're going to be fools or wise men. Amen. God hasn't predetermined that for you. You get to determine whether you're going to walk out of this place a fool or a wise man. And I'm choosing to walk out of this place as a wise man, building my life upon the rock of Jesus and uh, his, uh, his ministry and showing uh, what his ministry was all about. Okay, so um, like I said, uh, I, as I was meditating and just preparing, uh, just seeing the life of Jesus and even looking at his, at his prayer life and, and how he conducted himself, um, a question that I want to open up or another question to think about, what was Jesus known for? What was Jesus and his ministry? What was he known for? What was remarkable about Jesus? And there's a whole bunch of things that we can list down. He performed signs, wonders, and miracles. Um, he, was a, he was a great guy to be around, so to speak. Um, the, the, the proper answer also, he was the, Jesus was the son of God. He wasn't just a prophet. He wasn't just a, a miracle worker, but he was the son of God who died and was raised from the dead, poured out the Spirit of God so that we can have what we have today. So that is very much what Jesus was about. But are we going to look at Luke chapter 2, two in a moment? Uh, you can go there, Luke 2, verse 46 to 49. And uh, something we often miss is this, this like I shared, this, this statement of Jesus and His relationship to the Father and what He modeled for us through that. And we often miss what Jesus ministered and what He showed to us through that because we understand also that as much as Jesus was a man, He was also God. And so because we, 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 we struggle to kind of see in our minds that, yes, Jesus was God, 
the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, when we see prayers of Jesus, or we see how Jesus conducted Himself, and how He had relationship with the Father, we kind of don't see the magnitude of it, because Jesus is kind of talking to Himself. He's kind of sharing His heart with His heart. And uh, so this morning I want you guys to just for a moment see the relationship aspect that Jesus modeled for us, because through that He's showing us very significant things that God wants us to embrace with the Father, but also with one another. So let's open up our hearts. Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to 49. After being separated from Him for three days, so this was Jesus when He was 12, and uh, when uh, His mom and dad, and imagine this, uh, for 12-year-old, you're separated from your child for three days. That's pretty intense, right? That can be uh, quite emotional. And they finally found Him in the temple, sitting among the Jewish teachers, listening to them and asking probing questions. All who heard Jesus speak were awestruck at his intelligent understanding of all that was being discussed, and at his wise answers to their questions. His parents were shocked to find him there, and Mary scolded him, saying, Son, your father and I have searched for you everywhere. We have been worried sick over not finding you. Why would you do this to us? Jesus said to them, Why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house, consumed with him? Now just... We've, we've all heard this phrase maybe, and we've, we've kind of maybe studied this out a little bit. Uh, but one thing that blessed me again was, this is Jesus' first recorded words. Okay, just take that in for a moment. This is Jesus' first recorded words um, in the Bible at the age of 12. What does he say? Why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house, consumed with him? This echoes family. So, so this is one of the reasons that Jesus was crucified. His, 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 his proclamations of calling God Father and putting Himself in, in unity with God through that declaration that I call God Father. Because if you call God Father, it means that you're His Son. If you do that, then you mean that you share the same DNA. And so this is what Jesus was doing. And from, a, from this age, first pen recorded words, I... This is needed for me, necessary for me, to be in my Father's house, consumed with Him. This echoes purpose. Shane talked about purpose. He talked about 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and it just really blessed me again. We look at uh, uh, being new creations, verse 17, 21, we are the righteousness of God, and then sandwiched in between that is our purpose. And if we miss our purpose, we're just going to be flaky Christians. And I don't want to be a flaky Christian. I don't know about you. I want to be a Christian who's living life on purpose, living a life of significance that is impacting people's eternities. And so this statement is echoing eternity because when Jesus makes this declaration, this proclamation, He's showing us the nature of God, but He's also showing the, the, the relational desire that God has for each one of us, to know us personally, to know us intimately. And through that we find our purpose, we find belonging. And uh, we're going to go to Acts chapter 2 now, and Shane also shared on that. But before we do, Romans chapter 8, 14 to 16 says, The mature children of God, say mature with me. Mature. So the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance and folding you into the family of God. Say family of God. Family of God. No. Again, because of Christianity, because of all of our different upbringings and different experiences in life, we read family in the Word and we read family in the Bible and we, we just don't, we don't get the, the, the full picture, the full meaning of this. 
And we're going to see a, a very beautiful representation of this in Acts chapter 2. And we're going to read it and I'm going to draw out some, some specific things for us. But the Holy Spirit's purpose is to enfold us into the family of God. And it's not just calling us and, 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 and doing this miraculous thing where we are unfolded into the family of God for the sake of, at least now I can feel like I belong. At least now I'm not alone. Yes, those are amazing benefits of being enfolded into the family of God. But this family of God has got a purpose. Amen. There's a mission for this family of God. And you're missing out on the family dynamic and the full expression of family if you're not living with this family on mission. We're not yet to build family. We are family on mission. And so this is something very important for us to understand. When we enfolded into the family of God, we enfolded into the family business. We enfolded into God's DNA, God's design, God's desire for the, for the world to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. You will never be, feel orphaned as He rises up within us, our spirits join Him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father, Abba Father, for the Holy Spirit makes, makes God's fatherhood real to us as He whispers into innermost being, You are God's beloved child. Now again, we often just, just hear these words or, or think about these words in, in comparison or in relation to our human relationships like, at least I have a father, or at least I have a mother, like I, I don't have to feel orphaned. But it's so much more than that. Again, a lot of Christians, for a lot of Christian Christianity stops at, I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I'm saved, I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit, eternity is going to be okay for me. A lot of people settle like that. But there's so much more for us as Christians to enjoy, to, to embrace, and a lot of that is found within this this understanding of God as Abba Father, but also the, Father, uh, the, the heart of God for us as brothers and sisters to embrace one another as family, to, 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 to live on purpose together as family. John chapter 5. So like I said, we, we need to look beyond and look deeper. Um, as uh, Rafiki told, told Simba as well, uh, when he was kind of on his journey of figuring life out, and uh, someone was looking at the, 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 the image, or he needed to see the image of, uh, of his father and the, the reflection of the water, and he was just seeing himself, and then Rafiki obviously told him, look deeper. Um, and uh, as he looked deeper, he, he saw the, 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 the image of his father, and that is what we need to see when we're getting into the Word. We look, need to look deeper. We need to kind of uh, cut away all of the fluff. As Shane has already cut some, some fluff away for us, and I'm sure Peter is going to cut away fluff, and... So we're going to have some awesome surgery and we're going to walk out of this place like a, um, just with less, less clutter, less baggage, less just distractions, less things pulling us away from the calling that God has for us. So, so uh, let's, let's, let's open up and uh, just kind of embrace the Word of God, embrace the, the Holy Spirit's ministry so that He can cut away what needs to be cut away so that we can actually run our races without the weights, without the, the, the distractions. I love this. Um, in Hebrews chapter, chapter 12, where we see this reference um, in verse 2, there's a specific translation that, that, that writes, I believe it's the message translation, that talks about um, these things when it talks about the, 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 the weights and the sins. It, it references in this way specifically saying that these things distract us from Jesus. And there's a lot of things that distract us from Jesus and embracing Jesus and what He has for us, what He desires for us. And in doing that, 
man, we're living lives that are just self-centered. We're living lives of insignificance. And it's not to put a heavy on us because living significant lives is not coming by force or by might or by striving. Like, I'm, I want to live a significant life. I wanna, when I have a funeral one day, I want people to, 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 to share with uh, or just be there to celebrate my life and how I'm impacted the eternities and things like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But we do need to have that in mind. We do need to ask that challenging question. What kind of funeral am, am I going to have one day? What are people going to celebrate about me at my funeral one day? And it's a challenging question to, to ask. But praise God, when we're embracing Jesus and we're not distracted by all of this, this fluff and we're embracing family the way that God designed and created for us to embrace, man, I'm, I'm embracing family is not something I can do for you. It's not something Peter can do for you. It's not something Shane can do for you. Embracing the family of God the way that God destined for you to embrace it is something you need to choose. I've chosen this and I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Thoroughly through all of your guys' ministries. Thoroughly through Shane's ministry to me. He didn't need to be there for me because he's my pastor. He chose to be there because he's my brother. And he's also my pastor. He's also my leader. But he's choosing family. And I've chosen family in him as well. It's a mutual decision that we need to make. And man, life, life starts finding more purpose. And I love Shane's statement as well with regards to when we're living lives on mission with Jesus. Lives of, of, of consu- uh, being consumed with, with prayer and mission. And I'm not prayers in the, in the way that you might think. Uh, I've been challenged this past week, and even through mourning my brother's death, and like I'm praying for my heart, I'm praying to be strong for my family, all of those things. But I'm also praying for the hearts, obviously, of my family, for my mother, my brothers, um, his wife, his daughter, all of the family. Like I'm, I'm, I'm seeking to also be focused on praying for them, not just for me. And so when, when we're talking about prayer, and when we're talking about mission, it's got very little to do with you. <laughs> It doesn't feel good because we want life to be about us. Present company excluded, all of those guys who didn't come this morning, this afternoon. Um, and it's a, it's a challenging thought, thinking that, again, understanding that Christianity is not about self. It's going to change self. It will change your life if you embrace it. But that transformation is going to lead to overflow and you seeking to live a life of sacrifice. Laying your life down for the king and his kingdom. And that's not going to come as an as a, as a effort, as a strife, but it's going to come as an overflow. John chapter 5, 15 to 21. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, my father is always working, and so I am. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath... He called God his Father. Again, Jesus models something for us through his ministry, but also through his engagement and how he talks about God as his Father. Thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything. This is beautiful. Again, Jesus did not need to say these words, but He modeled something for us. He's he's declaring something for us to to fully be consumed with and to come to understand. The Father loves the Son. God loves you. 
as a child. He adores you. He wants you to know that, to be consumed with that, above anything else. I love the, 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 the song um, that changed, uh, we sang just the chorus now. Um, I want to, um, it goes further on talking about, I want to be consumed with you. Um, only one thing, only one thing that I, that I need is it's you, Jesus. And um, it's a beautiful song to sing, but if we don't understand what that means, if, and I've been even through this mourning process and like, like really like drawing from Jesus as the one thing. Yes, I'm, I'm missing my brother and I'm going to miss him for, for, for years to come. But this one thing, understanding that, man, firstly, like he's celebrating eternity right now and he's missing us, we're missing him. But there's a, there's a life that we need to live out here on earth and impact people's eternities because praise God, uh, my, my brother is with Jesus um, but there are people maybe in your life that doesn't know Jesus. That's a reality. And Jesus came to die for those people. You, you're already secure, but let's grow in our security because God's design for you is not just to be saved, but to grow in knowledge of the truth. Grow in understanding of who you are, what the family of God intended for you. And maybe you're sitting here and thinking like, man, I just, I don't have time for this. Um, I, maybe you're thinking, Man, but the church has hurt me. Like, I've been hurt by leaders and I've been this and that. And you've got a whole bunch of excuses. Let's stop making excuses, guys. Let's stop making excuses but because excuses will get you nowhere in life. Let's start, start taking responsibility and come under the word and make ourselves vulnerable and risk something. Because in business, we know how to take risks. No millionaire, billionaire ever did not take a risk. And so as Christians, let's take some risk. Let's, let's, let's risk our hearts. Let's risk vulnerability. Draw closer to one another and allow the Spirit of God to, to lead us even through the family. I just want to draw out a few things from, from this passage. And then we're going to go to uh, and close with Acts chapter 2. Okay. So... I've already like labored this point, but Jesus shows us and models uh, uh, to us father-child relationship, father-son relationship. But He also showing us intimacy to declaring again, God as Father, Abba Father. This is a form of endearment, intimacy. Not just superficial seeing each other once a week. This is intimacy with the Father, but also declaring to us, showing us father-son relationship. What is that? It's family. What is part of family? Brothers and sisters, mothers and daughters. It's something to be embraced. Jesus is modeling this for us. He's showing us humility and surrender to His Father. Again, Jesus didn't need to declare these words and model this for us, but it's important for us to understand because humility and surrender is part of the Christian walk. If we're not going to humble ourselves, now I'm not just talking about God. If you humble yourself to God and His Word, by default you'll be humble with one another. You'll be mutually submitted to one another. And guess what? That mutual submission to, to the family of God and to leadership will also show in your submission to your marriage. Some of your marriages will be better if you come to realize the, the, the value and the, the power of submission. And oftentimes we miss out on this, this the learning curve in Ephesians chapter 5 and 6. It's, it's talking about this picture of submission. We're not going to go there. But oftentimes, as, as children, we, we, don't, we don't get taught what submission looks like. 
we miss out on that. And then we go to work and we still don't have an idea. And then we get married and we still don't have an idea. And all of a sudden, like, we've, we skip so many growing and learning opportunities that we come to church and it's just like, submission is for the fools. Present company excluded. All of you guys are 100% fully submitted to your campus pastor. And uh, Peter is blessed. Shane is blessed. And I'm being a little bit sarcastic if you didn't pick it up. Um, <laughs> Jesus showed us that he learned from his father. There was that, again, that learning, that, that, that gleaning from his father, being open to being led by his father because he did not do anything outside of the father, outside of the leading of the father. We don't see any ego or pride in this relationship that Jesus modeled for us. And you get to decide in what regard are you walking in this reality of no pride relationship with the Father, but also to the body of Christ. Man, it's challenging because we just want to be our own people. We're adults. We're all adults here. I see a few youngsters. We're all adults here, so we just want to kind of live our lives. Don't bother me. Don't challenge me. Don't tell me how to do things. Man, if you've got that attitude, you, you've not allowed yourself to experience the fathering in this family. The shepherding in this family. Again, we can't enforce this on you, but we're inviting this to you. And it's such a blessing. It's such a joy. And it produces so much fruitfulness. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. And we're going to close... And I'm just going to zone in on one component. And Acts chapter 2, Shane already covered some of these verses. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to fast forward a little bit and jump in here. says, For God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your families, for those yet to be born, and for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to Himself. So He's talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about, we're seeing Pentecost in action. We're talking about the gift of the Spirit. And then we see all of these things listed here, okay? What are these things? So the emphasis is Holy Spirit. The emphasis is, is God's Spirit in man, God's Spirit in us. That's the emphasis. Okay, and then it leads to these fruits. Verse 39, or verse 40, Peter preached to them and warned them these words, Be rescued from your wayward, perverse culture of these words, those who believed the word that they numbered 3,000. Okay, so 3,000 people were uh, added to the family. Okay, then verse 41, that's what Shane got into, from the message. I'm just going to read through this, otherwise I'm going to miss something. That day about 3,000 took him at his word, were baptized and were signed up. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life uh, the life together, the common meal, and the praise. Everyone around was in awe. All those wonders and signs done through the apostles. And all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pulled their resources so that each person's need was met. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal, a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their number grew as God added as uh, those who are being saved. I love this statement. Uh, I read this. A real Christian could not bear to have too much when others have too little. 
And it's a challenging statement. It's not a, it's not a statement of like, oh, like, I can't now have this, I can't have that. Like if, you, if you're having that response from reading a passage of Scripture like this or, or, or hearing about a statement like this, a real Christian could not bear to have too much when others have too little. When that is your response, your, your heart is out of line. When I say your heart is out of line, what I mean by that is it's not in line with the nature and the character of God. Because God, Jesus never asked, how much am I going to give before it becomes too much? How much am I going to sacrifice before, before this is now too much? This is overstepping the line. So let's just, when, and it's fine when those thoughts come up, but just pause for a moment and like reflect on the nature of God that is living on the inside of you. And you get to choose whether you're going to embrace that carnality or whether you're going to embrace the Spirit of God and the nature of God inside of you. This is not a, what we see in Acts chapter 2, it's not endorsing communism. Communism says what is yours is mine. But communism, which is what we see, we had, they had all things in common. Communism, I know it's not a word, but common, <laughs> communism, like communism says what is mine is yours. It's completely different. Communism declares and, 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 and dictates what is yours is mine. But communism says what is mine is yours. And that's the heart and the nature of God. And Jesus modeled this for us by laying down His life, by, by leaving everything, so to speak, coming to be born as a, as a baby and just serving man. And one thing that, that really blessed me in just studying this, this out and, and having this this word and this invitation of into family, looking at the life of Jesus and what He modeled for us, modeled family to us. Jesus' ministry and His mission was all about ministering to people and impacting people's eternities. And He pulled people together. He invited people along. That was family on mission. Jesus modeled this for us. And we have to ask ourselves this question of how much are we on board with this? How much am I... On the bus? Am I half on the bus? Am I half off the bus? Each one of us needs to ask that challenging question and, and step into the more of what God has for us. But a practical component, just to, uh, it was interesting just reading about this, and these are things that we often miss through the, the, the studying of the Word or just reading it for, for self centered gain. And I'll close with this thought. People from all over were gathering here for Pentecost. People were coming from however far, to receive or, or to, to hear about what is happening here. And so 3,000 people were added to the church. Okay, we only a few, um, maybe 100 people here, just over 100 people here. And here you have 3,000 people from all over. Joburg, Eastern Cape, all over. Now they hear a life-altering message, a message that changes the trajectory of their history and their future. Okay, guys, this was fun. Go back to Joburg. Go back to the Eastern Cape. Go back to Kimberley. Good luck. May the force be with you. No. They experienced the gospel. They, 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 they heard this message and they were like, guys, we can't, we can't send you off now. I've got something. Like this, is, like this is a miracle. This is supernatural mission. We need to be equipped. We need to receive the word together. I'm going to sell my house so that I can get a smaller house so that we can start distributing out some houses or some accommodation for you guys. This is a beautiful picture of, of extravagant 
mission, extravagant generosity, not because they had to, but because they heard something. They heard a gospel mission. And they were like, we need to prepare, guys. You need to be prepared. You don't have a home. You don't have a bed to sleep on. They don't say, like, okay, let's book into uh, some accommodation. People were generous. They made a plan because they believed in the mission. And so the invitation here today is like, do you believe in the mission? We're not asking you to sell your homes. I've got a house. I'm 30 minutes away, so you don't have to sell your house. If you wanted to, I'm not going to say no. But that is what happened here in this church. This is what happened. And the emphasis is on mission. This is family, guys. Let's build this family, but let's be on mission together because otherwise we're just wasting time. The unbelieving world is also building family. But we need to be a family on mission and the invitation is to pull in, to invite shepherding, to invite fathering. It's going to come with challenges. I haven't always agreed with Shane. I haven't always agreed with Peter. But guess what? You never knew when that moment was. Because it's family and we're in unity. And when we submitted to one another, we submitted to one another. And there's strength and unity. That's God's desire for us. Thank you, Father, for, for the word. Holy Spirit, that you are just ministering to our hearts and just sealing and cementing this word into our hearts right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, Jesus, just for modeling this, this beautiful, intimate, father-son relationship for us. So that we can enjoy that same relationship with you, but also so we can enjoy that, that relationship and enjoy those characteristics within the body of Christ. Brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, in Jesus' name. I just, I just speak against any form of, of confusion in hearts or, or even rebellious thinking because of past experiences. And I just call for such a humility among us in Jesus' name. For people even that, that you've, you've, you've maybe pretended to be humble, you've pretended to be submitted, but you just really had a check in your heart and, and you've realized that, man, you've just, you've just faked it. And, and you want to just repent of that thought and the, that, that, that attitude right now. Repentance is you just believing the Word of God, you submitting to the Word of God, believing what God says about you, believing what He invites you to is better than what you've seen in your life, what you've experienced. Turn your mind to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Embrace Jesus and His family and His mission. And your life will never be the same again. Thank you, Father, for action, for purpose. We're not going to walk out of this fools. We're going to walk out of this as wise men, taking action, taking authority, taking responsibility. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father.